When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs, and he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. To another episode of the resistance uh with me jared and then my amazing co-host brian what up y'all and uh seems like it's been a minute since we've recorded our own we've been a guest on another one that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun that was really that dude was uh yeah he was super cool man i enjoyed that yeah yeah he was uh, fun to talk to yeah have you actually have you listened to any of his stuff I have. I've listened to um, a couple of episodes of his. Um, his podcast is The Ghost in the Valley. Yep. And he he actually just released one with uh, Bishop James Long. And I listened so, to almost all of that one. Is it good? Because I was going to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I'll, cool. I'll give him that. Cool. Bishop James Long, he, he's a pretty cool dude, man. He's uh, you know, a demonologist and a exorcist, so... He's got some yeah, cool stories. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you he does, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, true story. I was going to listen to it the other night, and I was like, oh, it's too late at night. I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> but hey, babe, can you hold on to me really tight while I listen to this? <laughs> She's like, why are all the lights in the house on? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I guess I forgot to turn them off. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're usually the one running around turning lights off behind us, and now you're leaving them on? Like, what the heck happened? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, but uh no so I, I figure this week we'll hit a few of these current events that's going on you know we've got putin who i guess is flexing his muscles over there and whatever's going on with that mess yeah, there's so we got, much oh dude it's <laughs> i was watching a little bit of youtube here just before we got started man i was looking at some of the headlines and it's just like man, this is about to be a dumpster fire mm-hmm. um or it could be uh, a cover, too. I don't know. Well, I haven't decided uh, yet where I stand on that. I, I think it's a little bit of both, actually, because, you know, we had all that stuff with um, uh, the Durham investigation. That's where I was getting right hit. Like, yeah. now Hillary's just getting blasted. And, Hillary's, uh, yeah, Hillary's chestnuts are on the open fire right now. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> dude, did you, did you see the clip of her in New York City getting booed? 
<laughs> yes. That was the best day of my life. I was like, that is freaking amazing right there. I'm like, for New York City to be that angry, dude, that they're just yelling and screaming at her, who's like her poster child. But I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, I think that's pretty much killed any chance she has for the a 2024 bid. You know, I, oh, I think dude. the Dems are freaking out now. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. We'll steal another election. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no kidding, dude. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we're not going to let that happen again. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, man, there's a couple, couple big things breaking loose, you know, right there. But so I figure we'll talk on some of that. But then, you know, the main focus of this episode is going to be uh, separation of church and state. It's been a topic you and I have been kicking around doing now since we kind of started the podcast and yeah. um, the importance of that, especially with us being Christians, you know, it's, it's a pretty important topic because right now it seems like at least in the evangelical world, you've got some people who try to keep everything separated, right? Like I've got my faith over here and then I don't really get into politics. And then you got your others who are just like religion has no place in politics at all. And uh, I'm of the opinion it does. Well, of course it and, does. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, you know, the, the country was founded, you know, based on religion. And if you, you just look at the founding fathers, I mean, it, it was all very spiritual and, you know, God focused. So, yeah, uh, to, absolutely. To, and to say that freedom of speech has nothing to do with religion and religion shouldn't be in politics is totally a backwards thing to say. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. And I mean, I even look at it from this angle. Like, if, I, if I'm claiming to be a Christian, right? And, Naturally, your faith should, should dictate all areas of your life. Then why would it not go into politics and shape how you vote and shape how you see things and see the world? Like your whole world view relies off that. Like, why would you not? How, how can you separate the two, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't even I don't understand the mindset of people who say that. Right. But, you know, up here in Louisville, uh, there's a lot of woke stuff going on, even in the churches and stuff too. And it's kind of like, they don't understand that they're just saying, don't get involved in politics. Exactly. But yet they're taking the stance on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like they don't, no. they don't, they don't see that. No. And, and no, I mean, if you don't focus too much on, on what's going on in the church, then you know, you'll totally miss out on a couple of these churches that uh, have become basically woke churches. You know, they even, oh yeah, uh, there's a, a, what's called a liberation Methodist, uh, was it connection or something like that. And they are basically described as a socially progressive denomination. So that's the, uh, now I'm not, trying to like do go into any racial territory here but is that predominantly black churches um you know i'm not 100 percent sure but uh i think i don't know like methodists can kind of really go either way but um seems like i think like Lutheran, i see a lot of it seems like i see a lot of these churches with the lnc abbreviation to it like down in downtown louisville area and even in the west end yeah true true so now, i didn't they, know 
You know, I mean, I, I guess don't know you much about of, the denomination. Kind of look at the name of uh, one one of the reverends for for this church, uh, Reverend Alita Spencer Miller. Um, oh, you got a female pastor. Yeah, you know, they're one of those that, um, you know, they they kind of separated themselves from your typical United Methodist because of um, how they feel about like homosexuality, same-sex marriages, stuff like that, because they, they believe that you can have a, a homosexual uh, minister. Oh, so that would fit in in the Highlands too then. <laughs> very much so. Very, very much. But it's just like, I, you know, I don't understand how you can be religious, be a Christian and, and sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I'm totally okay with our clergy or reverends or pastors, whatever you want to call them, being homosexual. Like that is just 100% goes against any kind of Christian religion. You know, it, it's blasphemy. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's blasphemy. It's heresy, man. It's I, so when you start taking the scriptures, man, and you twist it to fit your beliefs instead of you changing your beliefs to fit what the Bible says, mm -hmm. there's an issue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you, you can't know, you can't sit there and and water down stuff just because you don't want to hurt people's feelings anymore, right? Like that. That's that's not. That's not the Christian way. You know, like you got to treat each other with respect. Yeah. But you don't water Absolutely. down the truth so that people don't get mad. I mean, for crying out loud, Jesus flipped tables, you know, in the temple because he's they whips on them too. <laughs> right. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> We're allowed to get angry over stuff. And just because, you know, you're a Christian and you get angry doesn't mean you're not being Christ like, you know, and there's certain things that you believe and certain things that, you know that the church is supposed to um, believe in and and whatnot and uh you know feelings aren't something that's supposed to get in the way of religion or jesus or anything like that like no i'm i'm a i mean check your feelings at the door dude because in my world feelings don't even matter like you can't argue feelings you can't i mean your feelings are, are just at their feelings your little emotions like i don't get over it like there's truth and then there's there's right there's wrong yeah there's truth and there's lies it's pretty simple yeah i don't think jesus is going to come back and and you know be like oh i'm just gonna come here and i'm not you know gonna make all the sinners go to hell and everything because that would be mean you know like yeah, come on guys right wake up like it's gonna be bad and you can either believe you know that that things are as the bible says or you can sit there and portray everything as being we just you know just gotta love each other and be nice and sugarcoat everything and make yeah. sure no one's little feelings are hurt because at the end of the day when everybody gets a trophy man yeah everyone gets a trophy and when the service is over we want you to go home feeling good about yourself yeah get the warm fuzzies going yeah yeah like i just go to church to listen to the music and make sure the pastor makes me feel good right now sorry that's uh that would be uh joel osteen church <laughs> <laughs> yes it would well, what'd you call him old glitter tooth old glitter tooth 
Yeah, uh, haven't really heard much of, from Mr. Olstein as of late. No, I think he's keeping himself pretty quiet after they found all that money they lied about. Oh, they didn't Did lie you hear about, about that. It. They just didn't tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've had like six, I don't know, what was it $600,000? Yeah, I think it's what it was that they found in the walls. It was like an astronomical amount of money. They even filed a stinking police report saying it was stolen. So here's the kicker. Jeez. The plumber got to keep the money. Oh, shit. Because really? they, the church, oh, yeah, the church had already got paid out insurance on it. So they can't, <laughs> so they can't collect that money now. And man. he just happens to find it. I'm like, man, that's a, that's the find of a lifetime right there. Dude, I want to be that plumber. Holy crap. And it just accidentally got stuffed up in a wall in the bathroom. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, right. We don't know how it got there. Jesus must have done it. He's a tricky guy. <laughs> First it's wine and then it's fish. And now it's loads of cash. Like the manna from heaven. Yeah. Just like, get over it, man. This is insane. It was a rainy day fund. Okay. That's right. That's right. God almighty, I swear. But uh, yeah, so I figure, you know, we'll, we'll we'll do a little dive into that and a couple of the other current events going on. Uh, the Freedom Convoy, obviously, still kicking butt. Yeah, that has taken a very interesting turn. And yeah, the last it's week. a little fearful. I'm a little fearful for some of the uh, patriots up there, man, to be honest with you. Dude, speaking of that, did you see yeah. what they did to Australia? No, I don't think I've seen. All right. So uh, I don't know what the, the technical term for this is, but it's ADS. They're shooting radiation rays into the crowd of people because it's non-lethal. But people were waking up the next day with like burns and blisters on their faces. and this kind of like crowd control? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world, man? But, you know, so here's the thing, like you saw, you know, up in Canada with the freedom truckers, um, you know, people getting trampled by horses. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see anything about the cops not being allowed to uh, use horses anymore to uh, do crowd control. And I feel like there's a little bit of racism going on there because the Border Patrol agents weren't allowed to use their horses after corralling a bunch of folks crossing our border illegally so uh not, not really <laughs> but i guess we were whipping those people you know i see is... what you did there <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it well played you know i mean i i guess instead of using the whips on the horses we should have just ran people over and it would have been okay i think yeah i mean it works okay in canada for people to get run over by horses but um i don't know just saying i'm not really sure how i feel about that i feel like there's a little bit of a double standard going on uh slightly slightly <laughs> not a not a big one it's, it's just little no it's it's i mean it's i see that it's it's easy for the media to overlook something like that oh absolutely <laughs> i just can't man like if, like, if you honestly can sit there and watch the TV and still think that the media doesn't have anything to do with this, like, there, there's literally no help from you because you, you can't miss this crap anymore. No, dude. I mean, and it's like social media is a double edged sword. You know, like, on the one hand, I think it's a terrible evil, but on the other hand, I'm like, there's, there's times I'm grateful for it. And it's like this 
when you're seeing all this stuff because if you were trying to watch mainstream media they would be giving you a completely opposite view of what's going on but now people can stream it right from their cell phones and be like no this is what's happening right now this is real time right exactly right um and then you know like breaking into like i said russia pulling what they're pulling with ukraine and then you know biden and his sanctions and then you got uh i think it's cbs uh news i just sitting there saying that our oil and gas prices and inflation and um stuff like that are, are caused because of the russian and ukraine issues right there's nothing you know, to do with biden i was like policies. nice try guys like I, i'm yeah. glad you really think that this just happened <laughs> Right, because this wasn't already happening day one in his presidency. Yeah, I be it was his what first week in office, and he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. But yeah, shut down seventy thousand jobs in like one week, dude. Yeah, but then he something, okay something astronomical like that. Yeah, 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 and then okay, the uh, was it Nordstrom Two Pipeline or the no, sorry, the Nord Stream Two Pipeline for Russia. I'm like, well, it sounds like to me you just funded Russia to invade Ukraine because now they're they're making something like a um, billion dollars a day off crude oil because of the prices that it's at right now. Oh, I guarantee it, dude. <laughs> so, like, okay, well, now we want to put sanctions on the on their uh, pipeline, which is totally going to make them want to quit because they don't already have the money from the oil to do the invasion on Ukraine, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I just, I just can't. I just, you know, I don't. The amount get... of stupidity, dude, that is circulating right now, man, it's enough to drive Gosh. me insane, dude. And yeah, and then I saw this was on on Twitter. Uh, Stephen King made a post, and he was saying that uh, we better be glad that that Biden is in office now instead of Trump because things would have been a lot worse because Putin really wanted Trump in there for a second term. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, are, are you still like in your little fantasy world writing a book? Cause you're totally not seeing reality right now. You, you really think anybody is afraid of Biden who can't even put two clear words together in a single sentence. <laughs> the dude continuously poops himself, man. Well, he's even an when absolute clown. Well, even when he was making his uh, his little speech or whatever on, I guess, the sanctions the other day, he he was in the middle of a thought and just kind of shook his head and put his hands up and was like, never mind. <laughs> and went on something else. I'm like, because you, you can't freaking remember. Hey, dude's got teleprompters and still can't remember. Like, I, I think they scroll too fast for him. They're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, no doubt. He's like, can you slow these things down, guys? Like, dude, the words aren't even moving. Like, they're literally stationary. He's <laughs> like, well, you need to fix it. You know, the guys are just, you know, like, technical guys all confused. Like, oh, what the crap do you want us to do? You're the one read it. It's not my fault. You're stuttering Stanley and you can't remember anything. Come on, you genius. Figure it out. Oh, man, I tell you what. Oh, well, hey, on a quick other note, I want to throw something out there. Guess what happened today, Jared? Guess what happened? What's that, man? What's that? Fill dude, me in. Tell me. Dude, our podcast, man, it finally got an affiliate. 
Can we get a oh, woot woot over there? Woot yeah. woot. Yeah. Woot woot. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, raising, but I'm raising the roof right now. Yeah, raising the roof. We're gonna do a YouTube live or something like that eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're over here raising the roof because we're a couple of extremely white folks, and that's all we know how to do. That's um, right. That's right. That's as far as my dance moves go. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can fist pump. Actually, I can do that. Hey, there you go, fist pump. But uh, yeah, raise uh, energy drinks. R A Z E. They are uh, part of Rep Sports. Um, down in florida and they they sell like of course like i said energy drinks they do workout supplements pre-workout testosterone pills for you gentlemen out there that might be having a little a little issue (laughs) in the bedroom you know make your lady surprised (laughs) you know you know what i'm saying guys i'm not that old yet but if you are you know what i'm talking about get a little bit of an extra (laughs) testy going on but uh, but yeah, so we we have a nice coupon code that can save you some hard earned dollars when you check out. And if you go to, you know, raise uh, energy drinks or rep sports, we'll have links and stuff down in the description here. So um, you can either just follow our affiliate link that's down in the description, or use our coupon code Resistance and save yourself some hard earned dollars. Go get you some. I know you'll like it. They've got all kinds of uh, crazy flavors of energy drinks. And I think they just had one come out called the prickly pickle. I think it was. I don't have to double check. Let me look. Does that go along with your testosterone pills? Oh, sorry. It's not. I said pickle. It's not pickle. It is prickly pear. Oh, yes. That's a brand new one that just came out. I hear it's all the rays. (laughs) No pun intended. Oh, I'll be here for the rest of the hour. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to throw that out there. We're, we're uh, pretty excited to, to finally uh, land, land an affiliate. They're super cool guys. Like I said, they, they want to put out some good energy drinks and, and good supplements, you know, in the world of, you know, all these other things that you can buy at the gas station and everything else that might not be a bit too safe for you. You can at least trust these guys. They're, they're pretty motivated. They're young and they just want to get out there and kick some butts. So go show them some love. And at the same time, you can show us a little love by, uh, by using our, our link or our coupon code, which is resistance. So yeah, we'll jump back into it. I just had to throw that out there. Cause that's pretty that's exciting. Awesome, for us, you know? Heck yeah, it is. Now here are, we're, uh, let's see, what are we? One, two, uh, three months into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we started early November. Yep, three months into it. Got we got that going. And I know y'all if y'all listen to this, you're gonna hear the ads. So that that's kind of exciting too. We're finally getting some ad sponsorships and and things for the episodes. I know it's annoying to listen to them, but this is how our channels survive. So you can be all right. Just don't skip it. Listen to actually listen to it. But anyhow. <laughs> Might get some good stuff off of it, man. Yeah, you never know. Never know. But anyhow, um, yeah. Also, real quick, if you're if you're listening on Apple, be sure to give us a five star rating. Uh, give us leave a comment down there for us. Um, now Spotify or whatever. I think on Spotify you can click to follow us. But uh, anything you guys can do, you know, to to like, follow, share, comment, anything like that, really helps the channel out a whole lot. So we appreciate you guys. Y'all have 
been amazing. It's been a super fun experience and it gives us motivation to want to come out here. Um, well, we, we, we really try to do every week, but it doesn't really work out that way, but, but we're working on that. We're working on it. We're getting there. So just keep showing us some love and we'll, we'll keep coming back for you guys. I promise. I promise we won't be like your dad who left to get cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> oh gosh. We'll be back. I promise. With oh man. And cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thanks guys. We appreciate it. We'll, we'll get back into this craziness, but um, so yeah, so separation of church and state man like that's um like you said it's not something you hear a lot about no i mean uh we kind of do here in the bible belt but you know i don't know what it's like for the rest of the country but you know here we have a couple seminaries here in in the little area and so a lot of people have come from those and they branch out in a few of the cities around us so i think over here it's a little bit thicker that we'll we run into it um but it can be one of those things for me as a Christian that gets a little frustrating, I guess, because it's like, again, you know, it's, well, you're a Christian and so you shouldn't get involved in the politics. You should only be involved in a kingdom word. I'm like, okay, well, I understand that, but do we consider uh, abortion a sin? I think so. So should my voting not represent how I feel about that or same-sex marriage or, you know, the list goes on and on and on from there. But I, so the whole idea, let me do this. So the whole idea of separation of church and state is nowhere in our founding documents. Um, I believe it was in a personal letter written by Thomas Jefferson to another individual. And the whole idea of it was not so that politics, not, not so that religion didn't play into politics, but it was so that the government couldn't come in and dictate what the churches were teaching. Right. So that's, like that's that was the idea. Because you, you think back, like our founding fathers were fleeing and fighting against England, who basically weaponized the Catholic Church over there. Right. So, you know, I was sitting here, sitting here looking, just trying to get a little bit of history on um, the separation of church and state. And it's also called the Establishment Clause. Um, It says it is uh, the first clause in the Bill of Rights states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, Um, which basically is a separate separation of the church from the state, but not to separate religion from politics or public life. Um, you know, so it, it's there to protect, you know, citizens or individuals with the ability to bring their, their religion um, and convictions and stuff into a public arena. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. And I, I think too, like, I think a lot of people don't realize that the separation of church and state just isn't a religious clause. I mean, yes, it, it has, you know, religion aspects to it, 
but it also ties in greatly with your freedom of speech. Which, Absolutely does. You know, you're... <laughs> which is really freaking important so like you know they they both kind of ride on on each other um you can't have one without the other right you know and i mean i know they felt the need to make sure that religion was included so that you know that although it's freedom of speech you can't be shut down because of your religion might be different than someone else's and so on and so forth which i mean a lot of people have said like Know, prayer and stuff shouldn't be in schools because not everyone has the same religion and i'm like well you're right but there there is one specific not really religion but like one god you know jesus that the founders you know believed in and what really kind of led them to to create, you know, the constitution and base a country on. So if we're praying to God, Jesus, you know, in school, uh, I don't think you can really say anything to that because that's just, that's what our country is founded on. Yeah. I mean, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, which, you know, I think kind of has a lot of issues to do with this whole woke crap is just because we pray to someone that might be different than your God doesn't mean you need to go and throw a fit and, and complain when there's no one telling you that while this prayer is going on, that you can't say your own prayer in, in your own head to whatever religion it is that you believe in. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's, it's just a moment in time where you have either someone saying a prayer for a group of people or it's left to the individual to take a minute or two to say a prayer. You can say it to whoever, whoever you want. You know, like we don't need to get buttered just because we're praying to one person doesn't mean that it's an issue. You know, like I, I think kids need to be taught that, which I mean, no one really teaches it anymore because our world is all jacked up. But I mean, that's kind of how I feel like, it, you know, just pray to your own God. You know, don't complain. Do your own thing. You have the right to. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you you went to Victory Christian, right? Yes, I did. School. Mm-hmm. Did you go to public schools at all before that? Yeah, so I went to, I mean, elementary and, and middle school were all public schools. And then uh, high school was, was all private. <clears throat> um, I, was, I was similar. Well, I just went to... Public schools for uh, elementary and then Christian school for middle and high. But I don't know if they even still do this anymore. Do you remember the See You at the Pole? I do. Event? It was like public schools. You could gather at the flagpole and have your yeah. one day out of the year. It's like a prayer group reason, thinking, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so my mom, she worked for the public school system. That's right. And you were not allowed, like on your own free reading time in classes, you were not allowed to read the Bible. But the uh, Muslim students were allowed every single day to leave class or wherever they were at, take their prayer mats and go do, I don't know, I guess it's their prayer to, to Mecca. I don't know exactly how that works, but they were allowed to get out of class and go do that. And it's just like, hang on a minute, like, 
right? You can't accommodate one and not the other. Like, I'm pretty sure that's uh, religious discrimination. Like, um, yeah, you can't do that, right? And it's just like this is that's crazy, man. You you can't you yeah. Somebody, I mean, they should that should have been fought against. But the school system here, man, is just so unbelievably liberal, dude. That it's just I don't know how far you would have had to have taken it. And I don't even know if you would have seen any change out of it, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think there would have ever been a change made. And unfortunately, I think it's one of those deals where you, you would have had to have taken the argument, you know, to the Capitol and it pretty much leg- yeah. legislation that gets voted on, which is ridiculous. But, but yeah, like you said, it, nothing would have ever changed. You know, I mean, but, I mean um, <laughs> look at the crap they're having to vote on now. That is just like common sense ideas. Oh my that they're gosh, having to make dude. laws out of and i've sit, i sit there and find myself all the time you know commenting you know on, on twitter or on facebook or whatever and being like did we really had to make this a law like why like the, this this is just common sense stuff like it should be <laughs> blows my mind it really should be man it does mine too like there are times man i'm watching the news or i'm reading something online and i'm like I can't, I'm like, I'm so caught off guard with, you would think I wouldn't be caught off guard at this point, but I'm still like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is, we're actually discussing this. This is a thing. Like what is really going on, man? Right. But um, you look at our, our founding fathers, man. And I, I'm one of those people. I don't believe all of them were Christians. I do believe a lot of them were. Uh, and I do believe that the ones who were not actually Christians still were able to look at the context of the Bible and say, you know what? I still think these are good principles to live by. Exactly. And and they were accepting of that. And not only accepting of that, they truly lived by them and wanted other people to live by them. And as the years went on, man, we've just continually, man, just fallen away from that. And I think, honestly, not having Christianity in the school system and stuff like that is one of the reasons where we're at. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% on that. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, like, what, what your public school um, experience was, but I, I remember being in public school and being in your homeroom and, you know, you had your, like, morning announcements and you yep. always had at least the Pledge of Allegiance that you did. And there was many occasions where we actually did the um, pledge to the Christian flag. I didn't, in my public school, I don't remember doing that. There was one event that happened. Um, I was in second grade. And I'll never forget this. We had uh, one of our janitors there. Her and her husband were murdered. Gosh. And yeah. And basically what happened was there was a domestic dispute. Uh, the lady involved ran over to their house for help. They let her in and her husband came over and killed all three of them, basically. Jeez. Yeah. But I can remember that next morning coming into school. We didn't really know. We None of us knew what had happened, but you could tell like something was off. Like, like the teachers and principal everybody was upset but i can remember our teachers sitting down and opening up the bible dude and like talking to the class out of it i was like and even then i was like like on the one hand i'm like 
I couldn't believe she was doing that. But on the other hand, it was very comforting, you know. So obviously she was a Christian. I mean, that's where she turned to. And she very much was like talking to us about it and, and stuff. And I thought it was, you know, especially looking back now, I'm like, man, that was actually pretty brave on her part. Because if all it would have taken was another teacher to have seen that or, you know, some student to go home and be like, and tell, talk to her parents and stuff. And then their parents be like, well, that's ridiculous. We don't believe that way. Which, which is sad that that is, is even allowed to happen because once again, you know, <laughs> freedom of speech, separation, church and state. And people argue, well, it's a public school. Yeah, okay. And what's your point? Like I'm still protected by freedom of speech. If I want to, bust out my Bible and say something to a room full of kids. I have every freaking right to do that. Right. You know, there shouldn't be anything that should come down on a teacher for doing that. And unfortunately, you tell me what principles that we would be teaching kids in the public school system. Uh, when we're teaching them about the Bible, tell me what principles, uh, would be damaging to your child that we're teaching. What concepts, right? Right. Well, you're just filling just, their just, heads just name fairy one. tales. As opposed to now, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah it's fairy and, tales. Quit teaching them that stuff. It's just a big myth. Yeah, can't prove it. But, but, uh, hey, but hey, let the Muslim kid go and pray. <laughs> yeah, or hey, let's talk to the kids now and have drag queens come in and read wow. to the kids in library class. Like, are you kidding me, dude? That would cause oh, me to go flipping tables and busting up the whips dude they have it in my kids school i tell you right now i'd be yanking their weaves off oh dude <laughs> i'd be dragging that queen out of that room that's what i'd be doing she'd be a real drag queen then <laughs> but uh it's just it's like there's nothing in the bible that could possibly be taught that is damaging or harmful to anyone it, it's not no in fact it's 100% the opposite, but so much of the stuff that's going on in the world we see today is very uh, damaging and harmful to your children. Like, you, right. okay, you want to identify as the opposite sex today, or or uh, friends of ours, their daughter just got into middle school. They got out of clubs at their middle school for, uh, I don't know the whole acronym anymore now, but the LGBTQPP. Oh, yeah, X, Y, and Z thing or whatever. And it's just like, no, like that's not appropriate. <laughs> These kids haven't even hit puberty yet to know where they are anyway. So it's like, let's stop filling their heads with this garbage, teach them the truth. And then if they decide that they want to live according to that truth as they get older, then that's their decision. Yeah, it's, it's like we're so opposed to teaching them to be just good, decent people. But we're okay with sitting there and filling their heads full of sexually explicit material and <laughs> ideas. Like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, we're trying to, like, I'm going to read from the Bible and tell them how to be a good human. Right. No, no, that's not allowed. Now, if you talk about, you know, inverting your penis and all this other stuff because you want to be, a, you know, a freaking girl, then that's okay. Yeah. We'll talk, we're we'll talk about, yeah. We'll talk about what pills uh, you can take so that you can have your hormone therapy, okay? Yeah, it's just, it's so, you, you know who Gene Simmons is, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I <love laughs> Sorry, I love that guy. He cracks me up. Oh, my God. He's awesome, man. But I yeah. distinctly remember watching him 
on a Fox News panel being interviewed, and I want to say this is right after 9-11 happened. Yeah. Because he's uh he he's from Israel, but he lived in New York most of his life. Right. But he he was talking about uh somehow or another they brought up religion in it, and he was just like, like, how do you argue with it? He's like the Ten Commandments. He's like, those are good principles to, to live by. I'm like, this yeah. is the bass player for kids. <laughs> yeah. He was just uh, like, whether or not you agree with the whole Bible or not, he was like, these are just generally, genuinely good principles to steer your life by. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, <laughs> I mean, of Sorry. course, I want people to come to faith in Christ and in the, uh, believe in him because I do believe that Christianity is the only real way to heaven. Uh, yeah. I don't have any problem saying that, but at the same time, it's just like, if you choose not to believe it, then that's your choice. You, you choose not to believe it, but look yeah. at the principles of it and tell me where there's, <laughs> where there's anything that could lead you wrong. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, at least it's not offering, you know, 72 virgins to someone who blows themselves up. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, I mean, what is a more sick and twisted religion than telling you that you get to go after you die because you blew yourself up and killed however many killed other people, people when you yeah. when you did it? But as your reward for that, we're going to give you seventy-two. I can't even speak seventy-two <laughs> virgins for you to do whatever you want with. Like really? And then I feel like I throw in a caveat, but like. Uh, they're all dudes. <laughs> go have fun there. Yeah, have fun, buddy. I'm gonna go play some pool. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Good Lord. So, like my, so my thing would be is like, okay, so what if a, a woman is, well, I guess that wouldn't work because they don't really believe in women doing anything in that religion. So I was going to say like, what if a woman goes and blows herself up? Like, they're like, oh, they okay, had female you... suicide bombers, but yeah, how does that work for them? They, this is just like, oh, okay, well, guys, um, could you please bring out the 72 male virgins, virgins on this one? Come on, bring them out. Females aren't needed. This was a female, like, like okay, right. <laughs> Jesus almighty. I just don't even, but uh, you're I'm... also talking about a religion, man, where, uh, dude, and I, I know they're Sunni and Shia, I don't know all the branches of Islam, but I know there's some, but that practice like extreme measures, even honor killings, dude. And I was just like, how? Yeah. I, I don't like, know. how do you I, rationalize that? I mean, I, I mean, I guess, you know, if, <clears throat> if I was brought up and that was the only thing I was taught from a kid, I could probably look at other religions and be like, these people are whack. They're like, why would you believe on someone who's just like, Oh, peace and love, like blow some crap up do your job and you go up there when you're done and live your best life, you know, but you know, us being raised in, you know, America and based mainly on in Christianity, we look at all these other extreme religions. We're like, man, these, these people are really freaking crazy. I mean, we can see that 
but they don't know any different. But you try to tell them and they just look at you like, no, you're, you're smoking that weed, man. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't believe that there's, there's a God who just wants peace and love and is forgiving and judgmental at the same time. And all you have to do is um, believe and be a good person, basically. Like that's, you know, go to church. Man, you were you kicking know, Joel Osteen right in the teeth, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. too. He's getting a whoop down tonight, man. <laughs> I just, I, Welcome I, to the Thunderdome. You know, and, and obviously, you know, you're talking about how, you know, the kids were allowed to take, you know, their rugs and go do their prayer or whatever in school. And, you know, the, the same thing really kind of applies in the army. Like, it, it's full of religious discrimination. I and, believe it. You know, like, if you have a, a Muslim in, in your unit, they're allowed to have beards. And it's because supposedly their religion requires it of them. And, you know, they, they don't get questioned or made to prove you know that that's the religion that they really believe in that just because their family is muslim or they're of that descent yes it's automatically assumed and what go ahead. no i was just gonna say it's kind of like being jewish right like you're if your parents are muslim or jewish then you're born a muslim or jew yourself right but as in christianity it's like just because my parents are Christians doesn't mean I am like, I have to come to faith on my own and make it my own. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so like we have this, this newer uh, gentleman, he's, he is about as fresh as you can get um, in our unit. And he's, he's from Baghdad, you know, cool dude. And, um, you know, he's allowed to have his beard. His hair was a little crazy when he first got there, which, you know, they made him tame it down and made him trim, trim his actual head hair, but he's allowed to keep his beard. And, you know, he, you know, he, he does his, his prayers, you know, with, on his rug and stuff like that at certain times, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's his religion. It's what he believes. So, you know, he, he should be able to, to do that whenever he wants. But at the same time, it's like, why why should they get you know preferential treatment over anyone else's religion? You know, like right. if I if I'm Christian and and I feel like having a beard is what makes me a Christian because Jesus had one, why am I forced to shave? Yeah. You know, and then you know, you have people who are actually going as far as saying that they are of Nordic religion and a <laughs> self-proclaimed Viking yeah. in order to keep a beard. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the army will allow that to happen. People can go to the most outrageous extremes because facial hair, whatever, it's facial hair. Like, who cares, really? Like, if you want to have it, who cares? If you don't, great. You know? But we have to go to these extremes if we want to keep it. Right. But but then if you don't, they tell you that, well, you have to shave because if you don't, your gas mask doesn't work. It doesn't Not have true. the proper seal. 
And I'm like, okay, none of this makes sense. One, look at all the armies around the world whose soldiers have beards. Canada being one of those armies. Um, are they just not worried about gas anymore? Or does it still have its seal? And two, um, our tier three guys and special forces and all that garbage in our own United States military, they all pretty much have beards. So, yeah. I mean, I, do we not give a crap about those guys? Like, they get gas, who cares? We're more worried about the little peons running around with their little M16s and M4s than we are our special operatives. Like, something doesn't make sense, like most things in the world today. Yeah, well, so, interesting you brought that topic up because I am one of six employees that worked at uh, Buck the System. <laughs> so... I love it. <laughs> I now go to work with my doctor's note <laughs> for my shaving profile. Nice. Yeah. And I got, and basically here's what happened, man. And I hope none of my supervisors listen to this, but they do whatever. I got, I got sick and tired of seeing certain people walking around with their freshly trimmed, neatly trimmed beards, but yet they have shaving profiles. And I'm like, you can't neatly trim everything up and have it looking like you're out of a magazine if you can't shave. Like, that doesn't make sense. And so I had one supervisor who put out this order. This was during the pandemic. And it was just like, if you were sitting in your ambulance and it's just you and your partner even, and you're not eating or drinking, you have to wear a mask. And I was like, absolutely not. And so they had supervisors, or at least one, that would show up randomly, like uh, on your scenes at your hospitals, and try to catch you not wearing your mask, and then write you up. Holy crap! They I can said, waste okay. money and time to do that. Like we got, a, oh yeah, a professional tattleteller here. <laughs> hey, yeah, in the middle of civil unrest too. So it was the pandemic and civil oh, unrest. So gosh. I said, okay, I, I'll, I'll do you one better. So I went and bought one of those neck gaiters. I didn't shave for six months, dude. <laughs> I, I got caught it. at our I got caught at our Christmas party. There was a picture of me circulating around in my full beard. My captain pulls me to the office. He's like, You got a beard under that mask? I said, I sure do. He goes, <laughs> uh he didn't know what to do with it. So I pulled it down and showed him. He's like, Oh, that's gotta go. And I was like, Okay. Really? He's like, if you want to wear it, you have to have a doctor's note. I said, Got it. Next on day I have my doctor's note. <laughs> said, Here you Dang go. Right. <laughs> but and so, but they're all up in arms about it. They're like, well, you can't, you know, your gas mask won't fit if you're on a hazmat scene. I'm like, no, it's, I passed my fit testing with my beard. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. so I don't understand where the problem is. And now they're throwing a fit because one of our, one of our employees came in with his shaving profile of six to 12 inches. That's like oh. Duck Dynasty level beard, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, that, that is, uh... You've made it at that point. Yeah. So now they're they're uh, they're the talk is they they make all of us that have beards wear these pappers. Where it looks like it? a space suit, dude. It's like a whole helmet with a tube that goes into it, and you have this little vent pack on your back, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what to say right now. Yeah, and so <laughs> that is so, so they ordered they ordered those for all of us, and they're like, and now you have to wear them on any uh, 
any breathing or hazmat run. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I was like, but I've only worn a neck gaiter for like two years now. Like I don't even wear the N95. Holy. And geez. then that got them all mad. They're like, are you kidding me? I'm yeah, like, man. I don't know what. Yeah. Like, I mean, you go like, outside get over it. And, and you, you don't wear that stuff. Crazy. It's like, yeah. So all of us, like, we got them and we carry them with us. They just stay in one of the side compartments of the bed unit, dude. Like, not one of us is gonna wear that. Like, get out of here. Oh but yeah, they, uh, they're like, once we run out of filters, I don't know what we're gonna do. Y'all might just have to ADA out. Do uh, American Disability actually just can't shave. I'm like, oh well, we'll see how far that goes. Yeah, try me. <laughs> oh yeah, God. I'll fight this to the very end. It only out of spite, like. Yeah, I like beards, and I've always wanted one, but I've always complied to it. And then they started letting a certain demographic walk around with their shaving profiles and not a word said to them. And I'm like, okay, that I'm not okay with. Right. And, you know, like, it's the same for the Army. You know, they're – and I get it. You know, like, everyone's different. Everyone's skin is different. It reacts differently. Sure, absolutely. I'm not this – No. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that that you are or anything like that, but yeah, like it's just, you know, everyone's freaking different. But it is kind of funny that you know, like you said, certain people always get away with it just because. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be bad. You know, like they might have a couple bumps, maybe, and they're just like, okay, no, you're fine. We'll go ahead and just give you one because yep <laughs> now some people yes it is very bad and i'm like holy crap you should never touch your face with a razor ever because you're going to lose half of it yeah and i you would know? be all totally okay with that like yeah. i get that yeah like you have a serious issue <laughs> i can see why you go to a doctor like yeah okay please don't don't but shave. the majority of them don't have that problem especially the ones that i know at work there was one guy that did that had it and like hit dude he would have knots like all under his chin and stuff where he would ch- and i'm like oh that's bad dude that hurts because you know it hurts oh yeah that is not but, pleasant at all yeah but like and he he was already gone he'd already quit and moved on to another job before all this even took place right it was just other people who was like no i don't, I don't want to shave i want to have a cool beard and come to work and so this is what i got to do to get it then i'm going to do it and i'm like all right, cool. But if they can do it and get away with it, then the rest of us can too. Oh, well, heck yeah. Or none of us are. <laughs> right. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I would be the same way. And I mean, it, it does. It drives me, drives me crazy that you know, the army does the crap that it does, but whatever. I only have to fight that battle for a little longer. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm, Dude, I'm counting down the days. You have no idea. <laughs> I got five years left of mine, man. Man, it's you. You're going to be a retired old man. I know. Man. I'll be oh retired God. at 44, dude. You hush your mouth. Like, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Clearly, I'm going to still have to work. But yeah. See, ladies and gentlemen. This is what you do when you have your life together. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, come on now. You don't retire at 44 and not have your life together. <laughs> I stumbled into it, dude. I didn't, even, I didn't realize what I had until I'd already signed the paper. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? 20-year retirement? Heck, yeah. 
Jeez, yeah, here I am, forty, and uh, yeah, don't. Hey, there's there's not retirement monies. That's I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, Jared. <laughs> Me too. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for this <laughs> this part of uh, <laughs> this necessity of this evil necessity I've been dealing with to where I can actually enjoy my career. Yeah, you know that's why I keep saying, dude. Now if I could just work from home. Or, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind doing the podcast every day, that being my job. I'm down for that. I love doing it. It's fun. And there's a never-ending amount of information that can be uh, discussed. So, Hey, who knows? Maybe that's what this turns into in a few years. Just might. We're going to keep grinding. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah. Anyhow, uh, it's kind of yeah, back I guess. The, back around to yeah. the, the church and state. <laughs> you know, I I uh I recently got Graham Allen's book, the the Dear America. And love that guy. That's say I do. I, I really like Graham Allen. He he is um a very grounded person, I feel like. Very much. But you know, not from you know, just it wasn't always like that for him. You know, he, he had his own problems and issues and, and stuff, but it just goes to show you that, you know, you can pretty much overcome anything in your life. You know, if you, if you get, put your mind to it and just work hard. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about was like in, in his book, um, he actually talks a little bit about um, the separation of church and state. And if you don't mind, I was actually just going to read a little bit out of, out of his book. Wow, absolutely. You know? um, so Graham Allen says um, here in his book, he says, the biggest thing I hate is the separation of church and state argument, which says that the church and the state should never have anything to do with each other. People make that argument out of fear. They also make it out of confusion of what it was supposed to mean in the first place. The separation of church and state was made to keep the government out of the church. It was not made to keep the church out of government. The church is 100% supposed to be influential in the creation of laws and regulations in this land, but the people started twisting what the separation of church and state actually means. Why? Because real churches uphold biblical truth, which sometimes makes people feel bad, even accused of sin, for not abiding by what God calls for them to do or not to do. That's why, and this is in quotes, feel-good churches are in vogue. People living in fear now attack churches and go after them to try to knock them out of business. People don't want the church reminding them that they're not living the way they're supposed to be living. So, well said. Yeah, I, I thought he, you know, in, in that short little paragraph, he really nailed down just literally everything. You know, yeah. like like the problems that that people have with it nowadays because they don't understand it, but also tells you exactly what it was for. I mean, it it really is a clear and simple piece, but it has been overcomplicated, like basically everything in our life has. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and you know, it kind of goes back to like what you were saying is that. You know, the, the church is supposed to be involved with politics, not out of it. And, you know, and he, he reaffirms that. 
Yeah, it's. I I don't know if necessarily if I think your pastor should. Well, I don't think your pastor should be up there telling you who to go vote for. No. Um, but I think if your pastor is not getting up there and saying, "Hey, as a Christian, these should be non-negotiable for you," as right. far as what you believe, and when it comes time to vote or whatever, take these into consideration. Exactly. And base how you vote off of that. Because here's the thing. If you're a Christian, a true Christian, then that should permeate all areas of your life. And naturally, that should go into to your political ideology, too. Like, I don't see how you can separate the two. But people are trying to do that. Uh, I'm going to throw out a... Uh, like you were talking about Graham Allen, but this one is from John Cooper from the Cooper Stuff podcast. Okay, yeah. Also, the lead singer from Skillet, um, yeah. which is an amazing band. And that's an excellent podcast. So anybody who's listening to us now that has to check that out, please go check that out. This dude is the real deal. He's legit. And uh, he's become quite a hero of mine as of late. I've always been a Skillet fan. Oh yeah, since I was twenty young, <laughs> yeah, like twenty years. I've been over twenty years. Yeah, I've been a Skillet fan, and uh, I just I love him. I love the music. I love the I love John Cooper. He's an amazing dude. But anyway, he's doing a series right now that's gonna tie into a lot of like the woke church right now and okay. separation of church and state, kind of. And he's already. He's already done a couple of episodes on those things. Right. But this is going to be a bigger series. And uh, I've heard part of the first one. I don't think he's had the other two come out yet. But it's good, man. And you should check, definitely should check it out because he can shed some light on it, just like what you read out of Graham Allen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is, is the um, name of the series, I mean, is it Separation of Church and State or is it just like something titled Woke? Do you, do you remember? I don't remember right offhand. Now, the earlier ones that I that I mentioned, one of them was called Civil War in the Church, and then Civil War in America. Okay, yeah, I've heard of those. And uh, those are excellent episodes to listen to. And then he's talking about uh, like basically your woke evangelicals and the failures of a lot of evangelical leaders right now. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of episodes on that. There's the part I listened to on this new series that he just put out on his, on that podcast, he's talking about the left-leaning ideology and how it's kind of, well, it's not kind of, it has infiltrated the church. Uh, not all of it, but a lot of the, I don't know, evangelical elites, I would say. Right. They kind of have a politically left-leaning stance. And he makes the point on there, and I, which I do agree with. He's like, they want everybody to like them. They're trying to pander to both sides because they don't want the people to, to, to not like them and stuff like that. It's just like, well, I mean, right. It, again, you check your emotions and your ego at the door and you you preach the truth. That's it. Yeah. And that, that's what we haven't had in, in a long time. I mean, we, we don't have any more um, Brother Grams out there, you know? Oh, man, uh, dude. The, or, or I should say, just call him Billy Graham so everybody knows what I'm talking about. But because he he didn't he didn't do it for popularity or fame you know i i feel like 
a lot of the pastors out there are doing it exactly for that. It's a popularity contest and it's about how many people, you know, can I get to, to fill a stadium or fill my church? Yeah. And, you know, if I can do that and people really like me and then I can make a lot of money off this and blah, blah, you know, Joe Olstein, blah, 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 all that. Yes. Oh, glitter too. There he is again. You know, I, if you, for me, I feel like if you're a pastor of a church, you shouldn't be compensated. Because I think when you make a position like that, a compensated position, it tarnishes what it really is. And not saying that, you know, every pastor does it because they want to make money doing it. You know, that's, that's not the case, but you, you have a lot of people who um, have become overly uh, wealthy and I, I want to say kind of overly influential because of the position that they're holding. And I don't think that's how it should be personally. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I kind of feel like it's, it's, it's like a civil duty, you know, like, you know, if you're doing this and you're preaching to a congregation because you care about someone's soul and you're trying to get people saved you shouldn't just be doing it because there might be a lot of money in the offering plate. Yeah, no, like I, that's a tough one. Yeah. I, a hundred percent. Oh, I don't word this. <laughs> I threw a doozy out there. All right. <laughs> um, I, I 100% see and understand where you're coming from with that. And um, I think it is problematic. I think you do have some of these mega churches that. that are ran more of as a business than a church. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. Right. Right. Your church is a church. It's not a business. It's a church. Your goal is to minister to your flock and to make disciples of them so that they can go out and make disciples and share the gospel. That's what it's, that's what the church should be for. Right. Um, when you start having these mega churches, it's, and it's hard because you start losing contact with your congregation as the pastor. Well, now we have to have X amount of elders uh, to make sure all the congregation is uh, has somebody that they can go to or that checks up on them and stuff like that. And I mean, that's a lot of work, dude, to be a pastor. Uh, my brother is a pastor, and yes. there's a lot that goes into it. And I mean, I think that they should be able to support their family off of it, but you know, when you've got Kenneth Copeland and Jim Baker and, and all these guys who had they were just swindling money from people, uh, like that's that's a huge issue, man. Like that goes against the Bible and, and that's a whole nother <laughs> I could go yes. up an entire podcast on that. Right, right. And and I knew that you would probably have to, I don't, not necessarily step lightly, but have a, a different view on that given, you know, your brother being the pastor and 
and things like that. Cause I know, I know he's your, your brother is, is an amazing dude. And like knowing where he was back when we were kids to where he oh, is yeah. now, like it, it's an incredible transformation for him. It's, you know, and I tell people this, like people are like, you know, the whole topic of miracles. I'm like, well, I know of one. I witnessed it with my own eyes. Like that's, that was nothing short of a miraculous turnaround and yeah. uh, grateful which, to God yeah. for it. Which reminds me, like I, I'll have to talk to my, uh, my grandmother about this. Cause I know she was always on him. You know, oh dude. Now. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes, she was. So yeah, I'm going to have to see if she knows that, <laughs> that he's actually a pastor of a church now. If she <laughs> doesn't, know- I, I even make her day. When, uh, it's so funny, dude, because I was, and I don't even know what brought this up, dude. I just started thinking about this the other day. When uh, I went forward to church and accepted Christ, I was in eighth grade. So I was a little bit later in life, especially being raised in a Christian home. Right. You know, because um, I'm kind of one of those, I'm a skeptic by nature. So I have to feel things yeah. out for myself, mm-hmm. think exactly. them through. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I re- I'll never forget that I've said up there with the preacher, and you know how. Uh, at the end, they would have the congregation walk by and shake your hands. Dude, your grandmother comes up to me, man, and gives me this big old hug, and then looks me right in the face and goes, "What took you so long? It's about dang time." <laughs> that is so her. I swear, <laughs> I will never forget it, dude. And I loved it, man. I loved your yeah. grandmother. Your grandmother is awesome. Yeah, she she's a she's a cool chick, man. Straight up, look me dead in the eye. <laughs> And they gave me a, just a big old genuine hug, dude. I was like, I love this woman, babe. She's amazing. I, I would probably have to uh, venture out and say she probably had some tears in her eye at the same time. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't just like trying to like smack me over the head. It was like, I'm so glad you did this, but what took you so long, man? You know, yeah. like. Yeah, that's definitely her, man. 100%. I'll never forget how, how she was with your brother. She Seeing him walk in at, at church, you know, made her day. And, she would be like it to him, man. Just uh-huh. yeah. She's like, like, hey, Dottie. I'm like, well, look at you. You know, all this. Yep. I'm glad you're here. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to not forget that. I forget a lot of things, but I have to bring that up to her. She'll love that's it. That's awesome. Oh, man. But um, but but yeah, you know, like you, you were talking about, you know, like church is getting too big and stuff. Like I, <laughs> I kind of struggle with one one particular church here in, in town, and I think their intentions. Well, I mean, of course, their intentions would would be good, I would think, but I, I think you run a risk of being viewed as a monopoly and not just a church, you know. Um, I mean, I'll call him out like Southeast Christian. Yeah. You know, I, there, there was a lot of controversy, you know, when they built their huge ginormous church and they had oh, and six they, flags it, over Jesus. Yeah. Six flags over Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, which I mean, they had like 15,000 members at that time. Dude, it's insane. It's you know? literally like walking into an airport terminal when you walk in there. Yeah, it basically has its own atmosphere. It's really weird. It does. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's escalators going everywhere. There's, I mean, there's hundreds of people. It's like, what in, What did I just walk into? This, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Definitely experience. 
it, it is. I mean, it's it's a cool experience, but at the same time, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were saying is, is how you lose that personal connection with your congregation at that point. Yeah. And maybe they have understood that and that's why there's so many smaller locations popping up. But what they typically what they don't do is they don't have a, a pastor for each church that preaches his own sermon on a Sunday. That is weird to me. You know? And that is, that, go on. No, I was just saying that is, that is weird. I've, I've went to the Indiana campus yeah. of Southeast. Um, but, but so they actually do have campus pastors. They do. Right. But I think they only preach quarterly or once a month or something. It's not, it's not as often as, I mean, most of the time you're sitting there watching the screen. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know, for, for the people that are listening, that don't know anything about Southeast. Like they, they, they drop a screen in their smaller satellite campuses and you literally watch the sermon that's being preached at the ginormous amusement park called six flags over Jesus. So everyone, I mean, I, I get what they do, but, like everyone, all their small campuses all see the exact same sermon at the same time, which, yeah, I mean, I guess makes sense. But at the same time, you lose that personal touch, too, because you don't have someone in that church that, you know, personally, that is sitting there preaching to you. Yeah. And I personally don't have much of a problem with Southeast. And part of that's because I do know a lot of people who have been there for years and years and years and years and are kind of higher up in there, man. And like Kyle Adelman, like mm-hmm. they can vouch for him. Like he's a solid, he's solid. But I do think it's, it's just weird to me. Like if you have a campus pastor, then trust that pastor to lead that church, that campus. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Jesus had disciples. Like yeah. You know, so is this not the same? That's kind of, Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally get what you're saying, and it is weird. And then, uh, honestly, if you talk to a lot of people who don't go to church or in our area, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you have, like they don't have a good view of Southeast. No, they don't, and... because they're like, all that is is a money making scheme, and it's just like, I like I can see where they say that or think that, yeah, but uh, it, it's, it's just hard to like argue against that, like. Like, I mean, yeah, they, um, no, you're wrong. They just have 15,000 campuses over two states and one ginormous one in the middle of Louisville. Right. Uh, it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes, you know, they, they make a lot of money. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I used to see, uh, I worked for a printing company and they used to, they, they printed all their uh, bulletins for the services. And they would always print on there like how much money each campus made. And one day I added it all up because, you know, they printed them off. I think at the time there was like seven or eight campuses, you know, including the main one. And it's like a million dollars. That like, is crazy. Oh, I was like, holy crap. Like in one freaking day. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Like, I mean, I know they're, I mean, their buildings are expensive and it takes a lot to run how many campuses and staff and electricity and all that stuff. Like I get that. Like they still have to operate, 
but I was like, dude, like basically like a million dollars a week. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, you know, dude, I hadn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know they made, I wouldn't have even guessed that amount of money, dude, that they were bringing in like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's, it's going to fluctuate, of course, depending on, you know, how many people show up for, for the service, but, but a lot of like the, still. Uh, business owners and the wealthier people from Louisville that want to go to church and not really they want to go and hide they can say oh uh, I went to church today let me check that off my list but I don't get involved I don't do anything but I'll tithe and they'll just give bukus of money mm-hmm. exactly clear their conscience so to speak yeah basically but you know well it is what it is. I, I just, I just hate seeing, you know, churches and stuff getting to a point where people are getting a bad taste in their mouth because of well, I was, who, who's the pastor is or <laughs> size of church, you know? Right now. Yeah. But one of my things, so when we moved over to Indiana, my wife and I was members of another multi-site church over in Louisville. Um, and it's, it's a good church. But they had a revolving door, constant revolving door pastors where they were like coming in and they would and they would lead for a few years and then they would be like, well, now we're being called to go do something else. And they would be like going to the International Mission Board or the North American Mission Board and be the president of that. It's just like, okay, so is this just a stepping stone? Yeah. <laughs> like, the corporation. Yeah, and then one of them went to go and lead the uh, Ethics and Religious Liberty ERLC, and it was just like, uh, okay, like, but don't worry, you know, God's going to bring in somebody else. It's like, yeah, I know he will. I'm not, I'm not worried about that, but at the same time, like, I'm going to be invested in the church. I would like the leaders to be invested in myself and my family and its congregation. Right. And not always be worried like, well, they're only going to be here for about three or four years and then they're out the door. Well, dude, sitting here looking at the time. Yeah. <laughs> we've been oh, going, we've been going for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. I was we'll like, man, we're just rolling this. right on along, dude. Like I could <laughs> I swear we could go for like another hour and a half, but uh, yeah, we we'll do a part two. Yeah, <laughs> we'll follow this up at some point. Yeah, what we'll do, we'll just have to stick to our uh, once a week schedule. That way, we <laughs> we can keep it short and sweet. There you or, go, or there you an go. hour at least. But but anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, this, this has been been a great topic um, to discuss, and you know, like Jared said, we we've been tossed around the idea of doing this for gosh basically since we we decided to do the podcast and it's just unfortunately taking this long to get to it but it it is a really awesome topic and i think it's it's a topic that you know isn't discussed enough um or taught you know kind of like the constitution and what it really means and what's in it and what your rights are you know i mean the list goes on and on just stuff that isn't taught to us that we should know um yeah i'm you know, hopefully my goal with this, this episode is for anybody out there that could be listening to this, that's like, well, I'm a Christian, but you know, I've been taught like, you don't, 
get involved in politics. Like, no, like you, you're well within your right to do that. You should do that. Right. And your faith should lead you in all areas of your life. Politics being one of them. Yes. So yeah. don't feel guilty. Don't feel shamed about it. It's perfectly fine. Do yeah. it. Yeah. It's, I mean, believe it or not, you know, uh, Christians in the church is a, is a large majority of people in this country. And unfortunately it's, it's a large number of folks that typically don't get counted because like Jared was saying, they just don't get involved, but it's very important and the country needs it and um, our government needs it. So get out there. November's not too far away. So don't forget, right. get out there and, and help your country out. But, um, but before we get out of here, I, again, I just want to throw out there to, you know, if, if you're listening to us on Apple, you know, leave us a five-star rating, uh, throw a comment our way, uh, like share, subscribe. Uh, you know, we're on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, gosh, there's a bunch of other ones out there, basically all your popular ones. So you can find us wherever you're at. Um, also yeah, follow, we'll have a bunch of links, you know, down in the description uh, for like, um, for our blog and, you know, our merch site. And of course our, our affiliate link for the raise energy drinks along with the coupon code. So if you visit there, don't forget to use those. And outside of that, man, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to us. And we're going to try and make these a little more regular for y'all. So there's not such a big gap in between. We're going to crack the whip. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. We're going to grind it. Keep grinding. Oh yeah. And also, yeah, we're on, uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Um, that's something new that we've just gotten into. So look for us on there. Look for, uh, the resistance and uh send us requests we'll follow you follow us you know we'll return the favor all that good stuff so look for us help us out and keep spreading the truth you know just keep your eyes open and do your own research that's key very much but, but anyhow we're going to get out of here jared you got any last words for our wonderful folks thanks for tuning in as always man we appreciate it Rock on, man. All right, guys. Well, y'all have been great. Thanks for listening. And we be out. Later, y'all. Later. Peace. We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that 
That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.